My name is Aiden Redwine, and I will be presenting my work on the development of a physiologically relevant model for sensory nerve breath to screen pain therapeutics. The first thing that we'll discuss is the motivation for this project. Unfortunately, low back pain is one of the leading causes of disability around the world, with it affecting about 84% of the population at some point in their lives. And 39% of these 84% of people, the root of the problem stems from the intervertebral disc. This structure is located in between the vertebrae and the spine, where it acts to dissipate compression loads. The matrix of the disc can break down in a process known as degeneration. As it does so, neurons from the dorsal ganglion have been shown to grow further into its structure and contribute to low back pain. The dorsal ganglion is a cluster of sensory neuronal bodies that is located just outside of the spinal cord at every level of the spine and on each side near the disc. From the DRG, neurites grow out into the body and provide sensation from factors such as heat, touch, and painful stimuli. Because the DRG and its corresponding neurites are part of the pain pathway, meaning either the body of the DRG or the distal nerves or neurites that have grown into the disc could lead to treatments for low back pain. However, in order to develop these treatments for the use in vivo or in the body, we must first study their effects in vitro. There's a variety of culture methods that researchers use to study the DRG. These cultures can either be two-dimensional or three-dimensional and use either dissociated or explant DRG. The method used is dependent on the goal of the research. However, the most physiologically relevant cultures will be conducted in three dimensions using an explant or whole DRG as this most closely resembles in vivo anatomy. Although these methods are more physiologically relevant, they're missing one key aspect. The soma or body of the DRG and its distal neurites are not environmentally separated as they are in vivo. In order to bridge that gap and environmentally separate the body from neurites, a multi-compartment system can be used. These systems typically consist of one compartment or chamber that is meant for DRG soma and another that is meant for DRG neurites, with a barrier between them that prevents the crossover of media but allows growth of neurites from the soma compartment into the neurite compartment. It's important to note that the two culture systems shown here are not representative of every multi-compartment culture system. There are many different ways they can be used and set up. However, throughout my readings, I had noticed that each system lacks something that prevented it from being the most physiologically relevant model of sensory nerve growth possible for the screening of pain therapeutics, which is what drove the goal of this project. To develop a novel multi-compartment device to culture a whole DRG in a continuous hydrogel that accurately mimics the in vivo environment of the disc and innervation. In order to accomplish this goal, it means to have multiple compartments, one that allows for the seating of a DRG and additional compartments that support neurite growth and possibly co-culture of different cell types. For neurites to travel from the DRG, into an adjacent compartment. The system must include channels that are also able to incorporate a hydrogel. By doing so, it would be possible to include a three-dimensional hydrogel that spans from the summer compartment to the neurite compartment uninterrupted, creating a completely 3D multi-compartment system that accurately mimics the vivo environment. Additionally, the device should be relatively easy to use. By creating it so that it fits into a 48-well plate, it could be used with current DRG explant protocols, barring minor adjustments. Doing so would allow the device to be used for high-throughput assays with multiple trials and replicates per well plate. The dimensions for the neurite channels were determined from dimensions used in DRG compartment culture models, previously obtained DRG experimental growth data, and no neuronal diameters. The height and diameter of the culture device were calculated based on dimensions provided in a schematic from the manufacturer of a 48 well plate, and the chambers were designed to accommodate the volume of the gel and media based on existing protocols for 3D DRG hydrogel culture. Following this, a prototype design was created using Autodesk Inventor. Viewing the prototype design, we see that it is cylindrical in shape with a depth of 16.5 millimeters, base diameter of 11.37 millimeters, and a top diameter 11.95 meters. 
These dimensions allow the device to fit inside the well of a 48 well plate. Viewing the device from the bottom up, we see that there are three total compartments, a centrally placed soma compartment and two neurite compartments. Each neurite compartment can act as either treatment side or control side. In between each neurite compartment is a barrier spanning the center of the device, which isolates each neurite compartment from the other, allowing for the separation of media. Focusing on the soma compartment where the DRG will be placed, I've chosen it to be 2000 microns in diameter. That decision came from diameter measurements of adult rat DRG. With an average diameter of 0.949 plus or minus 0.09 millimeters and a maximum diameter of 1.132 millimeters, the 2000 micron compartment diameter will allow room for the insertion of a DRG and pipette tips. The image on the right of a DRG shows how its diameter is measured at its largest value. The specific DRG was 943.744 microns and would fit inside the device. Next, we'll focus on the channels within the device. This is how the neurites from the soma compartment will grow into the neurite compartment. Looking at figure A, we see one of these representative channels. As you notice, it is tapered in shape. Doing this would decrease the likelihood of the neurites to grow back through the channels once they had entered the neurite compartment. Additionally, I designed the channels to be 500 microns in length. The opening closest to the DRG is 35 microns in width and tapers to 10 microns in width by the end. The height of the channels was determined calculating the height of the hydrogel based on the volume used in our current protocols for 3D DRG culture, which is 2,462.2 microns. Having the channels be the same height as a gel would allow the neurites to grow unconstrained in the Z direction. You can see a depiction of this in figure B. Lastly, we will examine the radial distance that neurites had grown from dorsal root ganglion in previous lab cultures. Looking at these measurements, we see that the maximum distance was 2.746 millimeters, the minimum was 0.553 millimeters, and the average was 1.21 plus or minus 0.49 millimeters in an 11-day culture. Looking at the figure, we will see that the neurites will grow all the way through the channels and into the neurite compartments much of the time. After covering the multi-compartment device, it's important to talk about a few things. The first thing is that it's still a prototype design. So this means that it might need to be adjusted in the future to accommodate possible fabrication techniques and additional findings. We also need to consider how we're going to fabricate channels. It may even need to be the length that they are and also how we're going to get a hydrogel to go into such a small space. Additionally, we need to consider the media diffusion through the gel, the oxygen diffusion through the media, and if the device will actually adhere to the bottom of the well plate. Future work in a lab is to determine how the device is actually going to be made. And then once we actually do have a prototype made, we need to optimize DRG growth and viability of the multi-compartment device. This can be done using metabolic assays, immunofluorescence, or confocal imaging. In this lab, this device can help us develop treatments for targeting nerves in the disc, testing selective nerve fiber growth, and conducting neuronal dieback assays. Lastly, I would like to thank the McNair Scholars Program for supporting and allowing me the opportunity to conduct this research. My research mentor, Dr. Rebecca Walks, graduate student Faison Lee in the Orthopedic and Neural Engineering Lab. Thank you.